Welcome back to Wild and Weird Radio, everybody. This uh, scheduled podcast is going to get right off to a quick start. We've got a guest tonight, and he's a native of Cleveland, Ohio, a U.S. Air Force veteran. Always nice to have another one of those on the show. Uh, he's a simulation. He has a degree in simulation programming as well as a researcher. He's a best-selling author and experiencer of multiple paranormal and high strangers events. He's appeared on multiple television programs, including Histories, Ancient Aliens, The Unexplained, Travel Channels, the Alaska Triangle, Discovery Plus, Flight Fright Club, Animal Planets, The Haunted, multiple series on Gaia TV, and more. Mike's also producer and director of docuseries, The Shadow Dimension, available on several streaming platforms. He also produces an additional full-length content on Ancient Wisdom, Lost Civilizations, and the Supernatural on his extensive YouTube channel. He currently hosts Connecting the Universe Interactive Class and operates his own book publishing and video production company, Haunted Road Media. He's won the award for excellent media in paranormal field at the 2019 Shockfest Film Festival. Plus, he's an avid baseball fan, and you'll understand why that's important in our discussion later. Please welcome Mike Ricksecker. Yeah, thanks for having me tonight, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks for yeah, man. Here. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. So what was your job in the Air Force? Uh, computers. I've been an IT professional for over 30 years. I actually, this is, this is big news for me. I just put in my uh, two-week notice with my full-time employer this past Friday, and I will be doing all of this sort of thing full-time finally. Although it's really been full time, it's been like a second and third full time job. Right. But yeah, uh, we we know how yeah. that goes. It's a lot yeah. of work. Yeah, I was a sheet metal fabrication guy in the Air Force. Oh wow, okay, very cool. Yeah, I was cool. um, basically you know structures and all that. I worked with avionics mm -hmm. and some things. Some of the computer guys when they were needing to get conduit wire fabricated and put in for their systems. Yeah, yeah, right on. Okay. Well, um, aside from Air Force. Um, Mike, you've uh, you've done a lot. You've you've experienced a lot. I don't even know where to start. But the book itself is uh, is fantastic. Travels through Tom inside the fourth dimension, time travel, and stacked time theory. I think probably the best thing to do would be to explain the stacked time theory because that's sure. that's pretty that's pretty good, man. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're talking stack time theory we have to take a step back and really talk about what time really is, is. Yeah. yeah yeah so what is time so time is really a human construct that we've developed to describe our reality time really doesn't exist so you know we use it to keep track of things it's a record keeping mechanism so that we know when to plant the crops when the seasons change when to show up at work so that uh, our employers don't get upset with us for for being late, that sort of thing. So uh, it's really a mechanism that we've come up with to you know, keep track of ourselves. Uh, but really what that is, uh, time, it's the fourth dimension. It's really where our consciousness resides. And so when you take the uh, dimension of where you're sitting at, you can... Uh, see and experience and touch all the other dimensions below you. So from the fourth dimension, we can freely interact with the third, second, first. Uh, there's a controversial zero dimension, which is a point. Uh, but our uh, theoretical physics 
tells us that there are up to 11 dimensions. So that means there are ones that are above us, five, six, seven, eight, and so forth. So those dimensions there can freely look at time as a complete whole because they have free range over, uh, over that particular dimension. That means that all time is here and ever present. So a stack time theory, take where you are sitting right now. All time is concurrent. So that means every moment that has happened, is happening, and will happen are all stacked on top of each other. Each moment like a photograph in a giant stack of photos. And on occasion, there are moments in which two of those photos in the stack, two of those moments will resonate the same frequency and we'll get something that we might call a time slip, something that might be some of the supernatural activity that we see in a witness, a ghost haunting, these sorts of things, where it's really just two of those moments resonate the same frequency for a moment. They're overlapping each other at that time because all time is concurrent. It really doesn't exist. So what that essentially what you're saying there is that when two of these moments in time overlap, they will bleed through on top of one another when they're resonating mm -hmm. at the same frequency. Yeah. And, and they'll get a glimpse of each other. So uh, one of the stories that I love to tell uh, it's, it regards my uh, my very good friends, the Perrin family, uh, Andrea and uh, her mother, Carolyn. Uh, the house that they lived in for 10 years during the 1970s has uh, become famously known as the Conjuring House because their experiences there during that time uh, were portrayed in the movie The Conjuring. Although really only about 1% to 2% of that movie is true. <laughs> like maybe the names and something was going on. Uh but uh, so it, it was very, very different. You know, the, the events that happened uh, to that family lasted the entire 10 years that, that they were there. And the you know, controversial moment wasn't an exorcism. It was a seance that had gone bad. Well, a couple of weeks after that, uh, that seance, which actually saw uh, Carolyn get knocked backward from the table that was in the dining room into the parlor. Uh, Andrea was, she's the eldest daughter. She was, up doing homework one night in the parlor and Carolyn had gotten up, saw that Andrea was there and asked her if she could, um, you know, heat her up some of the leftover uh, beef stew from that night's dinner and put on a short pot of coffee. Andrea's you know, very helpful to her mom. Her mom's still kind of dealing with the fallout from the seance. And so Andrea goes to take care of that. Carolyn sits down uh, in the parlor and she's looking out toward the dining room. And all of a sudden she sees materializing into the dining room is this family out of what looks like the 1700s. You have this uh, woman who's cooking over an open hearth. Now, at that particular point in time in the 70s, the uh, fireplace in the dining room had been boarded up for about 100 years. But there was open, full fire going, woman's cooking over it. There's a couple of kids running around in the dining room and there's two gentlemen sitting at a table with pewter steins and all of a sudden they turn and they look at carolyn and the one kind of nudges the other and points over at carolyn and says well would you look at that as if carolyn was the ghost so here you had you know two moments in time you know one from the 1700s looking into the future and then you had the 1970s looking back into the past, but they were able to recognize each other in that moment. And this would explain a lot of these paranormal cases 
where you can interact correct like because that, right. that's this is the the theory that i've ascribed to with a lot of the paranormal activity myself is that that is why you can have those kind of interactions rather than some of the other uh hauntings so to speak if you want to call them that where it's it's just activity that is occurring look at the investigation at uh, the deep end the temporal anomaly right 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 i I mean that's literally what mike's saying it's bleed over you know that's a possibility that's what you're talking about yeah and i'm not going to say it's you know the uh, the reason for it all right i don't believe that there's one singular answer you know i do believe that some of these you know are uh human spirits and really if you think about it um when you're talking about the the human consciousness okay we're in the fourth dimension this is where our consciousness resides if we lose the body basically when we pass away you know our consciousness escapes the body now generally in a lot of our religions teach that we go off to somewhere else and that may be another dimension or maybe even somewhere else outside the universe. But if that consciousness stays, well, then it's here without the body. And that's, you know, that would be some of these human spirits. So that would be uh, one as well. But there are a lot of different uh, things that are happening, but it would go to explain some of the things that are happening that, yes, some of these are actually time slips and two moments in time that are seen and experiencing each other. I absolutely agree. I mean, we've uh, we've addressed the uh, the time slips, temporal anomalies mm-hmm. before, and we've actually I've been on an investigation where I swear I heard myself on a uh, a playback while we were conducting an EVP saying things that I had not said. Yeah, yeah. And, some of these are are just ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was bizarre, man. So mm-hmm. yeah, that that definitely plays into it. Mike, you were on um, Ancient uh, Aliens. One of one of the my favorite episodes uh, was the Shadow Beings, the Shadow Thank Beings you. episode, and um, which I believe they also had Mothman on that episode as well. So naturally, has to be. But uh, <laughs> but you have uh, also experienced this, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was one of my first uh, real significant paranormal experiences, and I've had several. Uh, what we'd call shadow person experiences after that, although each was really a bit different. And the, the first one was uh, more of a, it, at the outset, it seemed like more of a nasty one uh, because, you know, it did get physical with me. I was scared to death. I was only about eight years old. Yeah. yeah and they actually didn't, even though I told the story, they actually didn't air this on ancient aliens. Um, they, they basically had me, on that particular episode, not as an experiencer, but as uh, a SME, a, su- a subject matter expert, uh, which was fine because I've done a ton of research in this. Um, but yeah, when I was about eight years old, woke up in the middle of the night, it's almost like the classic tale, woke up in the middle of the night, there's this tall, dark shadow standing in the corner of the bedroom. And, you know, my first reaction is not uh, one, oh, my gosh, I've got a, you know, there's a shadow person here. And I think there is an intruder that has broken into the house. And, you know, it's going to either, I'm thinking, rob the place, kill me maybe, because, you know, I'd seen enough television at that point in my life that, you know, I figured I had enough time to, like, gasp. Like, that was it. I was going to be a goner, you know. So I'm trying to scream, right? Um but nothing's coming out. My mouth opened up. Nothing's coming out because I'm just too terrified, too frightened. So this thing, you know, comes up to the bed and it's a solid black, dark figure, leans over 
And I'm just staring into this blank face. You know, there's nothing there. There's no eyes, no nose, no mouth. It's just nothing. all dark and shadowy. Yeah. And it ended up grabbing me by the wrists, crossing my arms across my body, and then running off down the hall. By that point, I found my voice, found my legs, ran off screaming in my parents' bedroom. And they're trying to calm me down, console me, trying to tell me that I just had a bad dream. But I knew I hadn't had a bad dream. This this actually happened to me. Now, I would never call that particular house a haunted house. We lived there for like 10 years. And this was like the one incident like that that ever happened there. But the next house that we moved into, stuff started happening right away where you know I'm unpacking boxes, putting things away. And I kept seeing this shadowy form in my bedroom doorway and i turn and look at it and off would go toward my parents bedroom and this happened you know many times over the first several days that we were there i'd be unpacking boxes putting things away there's the figure i'd turn and look off it would go it's like what the heck's going on so you know, I'm, I'm 13 at this point and uh, i ended up you know telling my mom about it like, hey mom you know i keep seeing this figure here in the house and I guess maybe she thought I was a little more mature for my age at that point. I don't know how mature you can expect a 13-year-old to be, but, you know, more mature than an 8-year-old. And she actually told me that she had seen this thing too, which was great for me because it was affirmation that, okay, I'm not crazy. Mom has also seen this. And she said it in such a way that, you know, she wasn't alarmed about it. She was just very matter-of-fact, yeah, I've seen that too. So it's like, oh, wow. So I'm not crazy. Mom has seen it. She's not alarmed by it. I guess it's okay. It's a thing that that happens here. So uh, so I didn't feel I had anything to worry about. I got playful with the thing. Um, so anytime I'd see him in my doorway, you know, I'd, I started calling him Tom, like peeping Tom. And I'd see him in the doorway and say, hi, Tom. And off he'd run. So very, very different than the first experience because this one, it was not interactive at all. Would just hang out in the doorway and run off. He was actually, um, you know, rather translucent where that first one was very, very solid. Uh, and this one at the new house, you know, that, that activity lasted for about the first three or four months that we were there and then subsided. So I just chalked it up to Something that was in the house, was curious about the new family moving in, deemed that we were okay, and it went about its business. So, uh, so yeah, two very, very different experiences with shadow entities, which is why you know, throughout my book, A Walk in the Shadows, I, I try really hard to say, hey, we're talking about a lot of different things. So when somebody asks me, okay, what's a shadow person? I'm like rolling up the sleeves. Okay, we got to dive in. <laughs> Because uh, that could be, be a lot minute. of different things. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be a minute. Don't yeah, because you, you, you have all these different um, yeah. different types of experiences. You've mm -hmm. got the hat man. You've got the yeah. typical shadow beings. You've got what I have here at my house, which are the ghost cats. The ghost cats. Oh, um, yeah. There you that's go. what I refer to them as. Like we we hear them. Like we can actually mm -hmm. hear the cats from time to time. We we have a dog. Um, okay. And the dog even responds to these cats. But you've never had. So a cat. it's 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 wild. Yeah. Well, and I have a uh, good friend, Rob Guthrie, who's a psychic medium. He's written uh, several books, and he specializes in uh, spirit communication with animals. And he's had he, he also does a lot uh, with uh, dog rescue 
Uh, he and his husband have, have both been really, really involved with that, with that for a number of years. So they have a lot of animal spirit activity in their house. And Rob has had some fascinating stories of like shadow dogs in his house, but some of them have been like half and half, like half of it's in shadow and half of it's in apparition, which is really, really interesting. See, our, uh, the previous owners of the house, that's what they were really into. Mm-hmm. was they would go and they would rescue these um, shelter animals that were senior animals. Okay. So it was end of life animals. And apparently like I was told when we purchased the house that there's like 14 or 15 bodies in our flower oh. beds. Wow. Cause okay. instead of having them cremated or something, they would just put them in the flower bed. Yeah. And uh, so they, t- they warned me if you ever go digging through your flower beds to redo anything, don't freak out. This is why. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as long as it's uh, you know, animals, not human bodies, you right, hear those right. stories too. <laughs> like there's the, the one, what was it? Um, the, the little old lady in San Francisco, early eighties, where it's literally underneath her flower bed, she had all of these bodies. Yeah. 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 There was, um, oddly enough, there was one of those in my old hometown. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's two or three missing people that were found in a, mm flower bed out front but yeah oh, that wow. was whew, that was a mess yeah yeah it just makes you wonder so um, um yeah. when when you get into the topic of time travel mm-hmm. and time maneuverability where where is a good starting point because this is this is a topic that is full of rabbit holes just like the shadow entity topic and even more so though if if you ask me yeah yeah it's um you know, we're talking time, time travel. Uh, you have to, you know, break down what the dimensions are and, uh, you know, how, how that works. So like in the book, I do a little, you know, short dimensional primer. Um, you know, if really somebody's coming into it new, I would actually, uh, you know, recommend a couple of pieces of pop culture so they can kind of start to wrap their heads around it a little bit. Um, one would be, it's one of my all-time, well, actually both of these are like all-time favorite movies. One would be Somewhere in Time with Christopher Reeve and Jane Seymour, in which he basically wills his consciousness from 1980 back to 1912. Because I believe time travel really have more to do with consciousness and meditation rather than, you know, like DeLorean and a flux capacitor. So right. Back to the Future was a lot of fun. It's not going to be like that. Uh, the other one would be Interstellar because I think they do a really good job when they get to that time component toward the end of the movie of really explaining you know, how you know, different dimensions would work and how dimensions above time would see it all as you know, one physical object. And the depiction there of uh, the daughter's bedroom, every moment of her bedroom being available is, is really, I believe... Uh, one way in which those other dimensions may be viewing ours. Mm-hmm. Well, you did touch upon um, the non-physical aspect, mm-hmm. and uh, I, that that part blew me away because literally, like like I told you before with the show, it was like you know I was really hoping that you'd you'd realize you came so close going out of body on yeah (laughs) and and then you did you did you did realize it but you were right on it um Mm -hmm. i think back in the day uh i i termed it like astral time projection or something we were literally 
doing this unbelievably doing the same kind of weird stuff but um you had a reason you had a really good right. reason and and i love how you did it because you put yourself in the actual frame like you uh, i loved how you described that in the book how you just it's going to be that day you made it that day and you said mm -hmm. that medit how did in the world did you pull that off <laughs> you know honestly i was 14 years old yeah. um, and it, to give the listeners a little bit of context. So that move that I had made uh, that I previously referenced when I was 13, uh, we had moved from Massachusetts to Ohio. Our family was originally from Ohio. My dad's job had transferred him to Massachusetts for 10 years and we moved back. So I grew up from three until I was 13, you know, with a whole you know group of kids that were my you know best buddies and, and what have you for many, many years. And so, you know, I was homesick. So on the uh, anniversary of that move, and I, again, somewhere in time being one of my all time favorite movies, I'd seen it several times as a kid that I decided I was going to attempt that. I was going to will my consciousness back in time so I, I could see my friends, you know, one more time, maybe spend the last day with them or something like that. Now, if I'd have really pulled it off, given you know, the way it's portrayed in the movie, I, I really would have you know, shown up a year prior you know, at that house. <laughs> so uh, maybe I would have popped in on the previous family or actually they were probably moved out. So I might have popped into an empty house um, you know, before we actually moved into it. So, um, so yeah, I wouldn't have quite gotten that piece of it right. But I still got to this point and again, I really didn't realize what I was doing at the time. I was just trying to mimic what Christopher Reeve's character, Richard, had done. And so he's, um, you know, he's convincing himself that he was, you know, at that hotel back in 1912. He had actually taken all the modern amenities out of his room. He'd gotten all the uh, his clothes uh, to be from that era and so forth. I didn't really have that to worry about, being that I was only going to go back about a, a year. Uh, but... I had put myself into a meditative state, not knowing that that's what I was doing. And all of a sudden, um, as a, as I'm lying there in this, in this state of being, I started feeling these undulating waves kind of up and down, up and down, up and down. It's like, Oh, you know, I'm kind of going for a ride here. You know, what's, what's this? And then I started feeling this, you know, electric tingling going on around me. And that's what spooked me. That spooked me. And I snapped out of it. Um, and I, and I didn't try it again that night because I had no idea what in the world I was just about to do. But um, yeah, it was some years later kind of talking about it with uh, with several different people um, that came to realize, yeah, I almost went OBE. I almost astral projected. Yeah. Yeah, you're right on the verge. That I was, was right on the verge. That's yep. pretty awesome. But uh, I think you're right, though. I think that uh, a lot of it is non-physical. And... Mm -hmm. I don't see why that's such a hard stretch for people, especially if you kind of consider it the way that you did um, as you as you were speaking. You know, if we can look at Tom all as as one from outside, right, rather than from down here where we're seeing it or experiencing mm -hmm. it, um, you know, to step outside the box and look down in the box, then you could see right. all those points and interact with those points. It's absolutely an amazing subject, and it just amazes me how you you just you got fascinated by it, and yeah, yeah, 
And then it just kind of went with the rest of your life. It kind of puts you down that uh, that paranormal rabbit hole that we all kind of drift down, I think. And um, and then, you know, shadow beings, uh, paranormal investigations. It's yeah. just, it, yeah. It, it's all connected. You know, all, all this different phenomena, the... You know, I have my connected universe portal, which is a you know, community like minded people come together. We talk about a lot of these different topics. But the idea that uh, everything in our universe is connected. Yes, the physical universe that you know the, the people around Earth are connected. We're connected to the Earth. The Earth is connected to the sun, the rest of the planets, uh, the solar system, to the galaxy, to the universe. And beyond. yes, all that is is connected, but also on other you know, dimensional levels we are connected everything is you know energy frequency resonance vibration and all of that you know connects around this universe so when we start looking at things you know, shadows ghosts apparitions other uh supernatural activity the cryptids and and what have you all those things are, are connected together as well and when we look at like, some of these shadow uh incidents you know some of these can be time slips too that you know what we're seeing and experiencing in that moment, you know, is limited by the physiology of our eyes. We only see into a very narrow uh, band on the spectrum. And so it's our, the way our eyes are trying to interpret the, the light play that's in front of us. And so a fascinating story that I've included in the book. Uh, there's another podcast that I was doing a couple of years ago. Uh, like, uh, and, uh, story that was related to me was uh, from a young man. And when he was a child, he'd walked into the kitchen one day and there was this tall, dark hooded figure standing by the kitchen table and you know, freaked him out. He was scared. Boom, ran out of there. So it became like the hooded shadow person story in the household. Well, when he was older, when he was a young man, he's in the kitchen He's making a sandwich by the at the kitchen table. He's wearing a hoodie. And all of a sudden, he sees walking into the kitchen this short little shadow being that stops and then, boom, takes off out of the kitchen. He realizes in that moment, oh, my gosh, that was me the whole time. You know, I saw myself in the future when I was little, and now, you know, here I am older, and I'm seeing myself in the past. But he only was able to see it as a shadow rather than the full thing playing out. And so you know, the question that becomes, okay, why that? Why, why a shadow? Why didn't he see the whole, you know, himself, the, the way that he was? Well, again, coming down to frequency, resonance, vibration, that sort of thing. Um, I think we're old enough. We remember how uh, back in the day you're tuning, uh, you know, a radio and you still turn a dial these days, but it's like click, click, click. Um, but back in the day, you had to really kind of fine tune it to get on uh, on the channel the right way to get the right frequency to tune to the station that you wanted to listen to. If you're a little bit before, a little bit after, you get all that static and it wouldn't come in clear. And so I think that's kind of what you know, it's happening in this particular case is that yeah, he was able to tune into the channel, so to speak, but not fully. It was like a little bit before, a little bit after, and it came off static. You're in this shadow form. And that's, you know, the way it was able to kind of manifest uh, on, you know, between those two moments. And that's all that his eyes could interpret at that time. So hypothetically speaking, mm -hmm. 
if you are intentionally doing one of these things to try to, to go back, like uh, you were doing the meditative state to go back and hang out with your buddies, that is it, it, essentially like one of those old school radios. You're putting a bigger antenna on it, yeah, a better receiver, and it's more focused, more clear. Whereas that guy that had his encounter, it was more of a, you know, he was in the frequency, but he wasn't on the exact band. Right. It was totally unintentional. Um, so he wasn't able to grasp it fully. And yeah, and I think so when people ask, uh, you know, okay, how can I really time travel? Uh, you know, is, is that possible? I do believe, you know, through some very, very uh, practice meditation, uh, with that deliberate intention to do that, that we will be able to achieve that. Now, for for how long will we be able to, you know, hang out in 1927 for three days or something like that? I don't, I don't know. I can't make any promises there, but um, you know, I do believe that with uh, with very very practiced intention that we will be able to uh, experience those moments where that we will be able to actually travel through time forward or backward. I could totally so, see it. Go ahead, Ron. I could totally see it. What he's, what he's describing basically is, uh, you know, uh, a mechanism to where you could even employ technology with that and, uh, you know, just have various biofeedback systems in play, brainwave, uh, monitoring, uh, with, you know, um, what is, I mean, the, there, there's an entire video game series based off of that well, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. There you no. go. It's yeah. And I think technology, I, right. I think technology won't be, you know, the full delivery system. Right. So it's not going to be, again, it's not going to be jumping yeah. into a, a DeLorean uh, no, with a flux right capacitor. Or, but it'll be the yeah. immersive experience. It will. Right? I think, I think the technology could probably help us fine tune it yeah. a little bit. So, you know, as we're putting that intention out there and we're, you know, making the connection that maybe the technology could help us kind of fine tune the frequency, maybe even be able to hold it a little bit longer for us, but it, it won't be the catalyst. Yep. So now is that, is that something that you may or may not have played with while doing your simulation studies? Oh, uh, the simulation study. <laughs> you know? <laughs> That's, like, yeah. Well, I have, uh, right. Um, and if, well, if you haven't, you know, it's okay. We can, we can like work out a check later where when you institute this, this process, you know, yeah. we, we can get some royalties or something. Right. Right. <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting when you go down the, the rabbit hole of, of simulation theory, you know, the question, right. are we in a, in, are we in a simulation? And of course I'm going to say yes. Um, but, um, you know, I, I don't think it's necessarily a computer simulation. You know, we've attributed, it was a computer simulation now because, you know, for one, the Matrix movies, which were, uh, you know, amazing pop culture sensation. Uh, and two, the computers are the height of our technology right now. So we usually, when we think of things that we feel are kind of beyond our, our grasp that, you know, it's going to take our highest technology to make that achievable. Well, okay, that would be computers right now. But, um, you know, if you look back at, like, I always use Nikola Tesla in this example. You know, he had ideas, uh, if you look back into uh, his interviews and his documentation from like as far back as the 1890s, he was describing artificial intelligence back then. He had his uh, teletomaton, which was really like the world's first drone that uh, was, you know, controlled by radio waves. And he had designs of, you know, he could, uh, and basically it was like a little, a little boat. He had built it during the Spanish-American War. 
his his grand idea was to be able to replace soldiers with machines and the machines could uh, you know fight out the wars rather than people and he had basically created this little boat drone but you know we're talking radio waves gears wheels that sort of thing and he went further and this is where people started laughing at him it was like oh yeah not only could this thing be able to make its own decisions like be able to figure out on its own where am i going to sail what are my targets when do i launch a torpedo etc he went further and said i could build one of these in my own image that it would look like act like sound like me and you wouldn't know the difference between you know the telautomaton and myself he's describing artificial intelligence he's, he's describing building a robot with ai but again he's thinking about you know in the terms of radio waves gears wheels this sort of thing the silicon microchip hadn't been invented until long after he had passed away so he had the idea but he didn't understand the technology and i think the same thing with the idea of being in a simulated universe right now is that we don't really understand the technology that makes this work the way that it does i believe it's probably something that's more organic or biological in nature rather than machines computers that sort of thing but you look back at our ancient religions and they, they essentially talk about as being in a simulation they just don't use the word simulation like when you look at the idea of reincarnation that you come down here on earth you live out a life you learn some lessons when you pass away it's like logging back out to where where is that you know some other dimension the home world heaven whatever you want to call it um, and then you start the cycle over and even same thing with with christianity that they talk uh, about that you know we're down here in this world right now preparing to go on to another world something that is beyond this one so uh, again same idea of the simulation without using the term so yeah we're in a simulation now with with that said you know there's all this uh talk about tesla i'm, I'm, I'm gonna go back to you you got me thinking mm -hmm. about tesla there for a second all right um there's all this talk about tesla and people who say that he was like a man out of his own time, mm -hmm. you know, like he, he was, do you think that it's possible that he could have been projecting himself and coming up with some of his ideas from the future, like looking um, forward and, and because of a lack of his lexicon, a lack of, of the language that he had at the time that, you know, you have automatons and not artificial intelligence. You right. have certain other words that are put in place because it's just, it's the language that he had. He didn't yeah, have the, the modern language. Yeah. The knowledge of the, the world on a device that you can hold in your pocket. Yeah. You know, there you go. Exactly. Cell phone. It's, not, it's not all the knowledge in the world is on it, but I can access it because uh, I have access to, to the internet on there. Um, yeah. So with, with Tesla. Okay. Again, when we look at, time everything's there it's all whole right if we look from from beyond time itself so everything within this universe from the very beginning to the end it's all there it's all concurrent that means all the knowledge of the universe from beginning to end is there as well now we are able to access that knowledge Carl Jung called it the collective unconscious. You have um, my good friend, Emily Harrison, who runs the Akashic Academy. People talk about the Akashic records. 
I just call it eternal knowledge. There is knowledge out there from the universe that we can tap into yeah. and bring down here. Now, for me to be able to use something like that, I would need to be able to you know, have some sort of understanding of it. And I think Tesla did. You know, He had some really, really fascinating ideas and concepts and a very, very creative mind, very, very intelligent mind. So when he was tapping into that, and he talked about when he was a younger man, you know, astral projecting and things like this, when he was a young man back in Serbia. So he exactly. was already, yeah, he was already practiced in that. So yeah, sure. While he was maybe sleeping or maybe doing a thought experiment, sitting in a chair, meditating, whatever his methodology was, I do believe that he was tapping into a lot of that eternal knowledge of, of the universe and bringing down ideas and concepts that the world just wasn't ready for yet. That was far ahead of his time, and that's why he got laughed at. But yeah, he was dead on every single time. Well, th thanks for sharing that. That's I know that's kind of off topic for tonight, sort of. Yep. But like that was it all ties Tesla's, back in. Yeah, Tesla's been on my brain here the last little bit. There was a guy, um, a guy that actually created a working Tesla turbine mm. in, in his okay. garage, and like it, it's highly functional. And so I've been going back and doing a lot of research on him and all that. It's just pretty cool. But yeah, very very cool. Yeah. Yeah, his wireless technology. No, oh, it's yeah. it's it's unfortunate because I think it's uh, kind of almost a, a problem with humanity that if if an idea is too many steps down the road that we, we just can't even you know entertain it. And so with Tesla and the Wardenclyffe Tower. I enjoy talking about this too, by the way. With Tesla, okay, good, good. With Tesla in the Wardenclyffe Tower, you know, he, he had his funding with JP Morgan. Morgan yeah. pulled it. Yeah. And the reason being is that, you know, Tesla's talking about, okay, you know, wireless across the world. Well, you know, that was like too big for them to really grasp. They're over there looking at Marconi, and Marconi's using Tesla's technology. And Marconi's like, well, I'm going, you know, ship to shore, you know, or shore to ship. You know, I got a, I got a ship out there in the water and I'm, I'm able to, to, to broadcast. And, you know, the, uh, you know, financiers at the time were like, I can grasp that. I can, I can grasp that you're sending that to, uh, the ship. And Tesla's like, ship, what are you talking about? That's nothing. You know, Marconi's using my technology. That, that's nothing. We're going the world. And that was just too much for them. They, they couldn't wrap their heads around it. Like trying to figure out how to price it, how to sell it, you know, because yeah. Tesla was like, let's make it free. We can do this. We can make this a free service. Right. And they wanted to make their money. Yeah. And they, yeah. Morgan, especially, yeah. you know, oh, he, yeah. he wanted that, that return on investment. So how he's got to say, how can I cash in on this? I can't. <laughs> You're wanting exactly. to make it free for everybody. How do we regulate it? How do we price it? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an added bonus, that's actually. We don't we don't yeah. get to talk Tesla with too many people, Mike. So. Oh, right, right, it, right. He was such a fascinating person. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it yeah. was. Hundred um, percent. We got to bring it up. Um, UFOs, UAPs. Oh yeah. yeah. The relation, because we're we're hearing these stories now uh, that there are these things that are kind of uh, kind of distorting, I guess, space time. If that's what you know, if it's true of what we have been hearing. Um, it kind of tracks and it kind of uh, needs a little bit more explanation. And I, you're probably the best one to talk about time dilation that we've had on the show. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, 
sometime before I published my book, you know, I've been, you know, posting things on uh, my social media and what have you for a while on, uh, you know, time travel, stack time theory, uh, and what have you. And I had somebody, uh, tell me that they couldn't wrap their head around stack time theory. Cause it's like, how do you account for, for time dilation? So basically, you know, the idea of, you know, gravity affecting time. So you, know, you, you put it, a, uh, you know, atomic clock in space, you bring it back down and the time is going to be a, a little bit different. But here's the thing. And to me, it's just, it to me, it's so simple. I mean, yes, within our dimension, because we are stuck in what we call the river of time. We, we as humans are, are, there's a rule set that's been placed on us. So um, you know, analogy that I, that I use with the river of time is, you know, time is the water, but it's not time itself. It's not the water that's making the river flow. It's the banks holding the water in. That's the mechanism to keep the water going. If you remove the banks, all the water spills out and it's a stagnant pond. So then all time would be there concurrent. Um, but the banks are keeping it in place flowing. So there are rules set on this system. So time dilation plays a part in those rules with the way that the uh, you know, solar system and, and all that is, is constructed. However, if you take yourself outside of time, all time is already there as a whole. You don't have to worry about time dilation. That's not affecting you from the fifth, sixth, and you know beyond, uh, because time doesn't exist to you. It's it's like you know it, it's like me holding the cell phone. It doesn't matter you know what widgets and stuff are going on within the phone. You know they're playing around with each other, you know, interacting with each other, changing each other. It doesn't matter to me so much because the whole phone is right there right so um so yeah to me the whole idea of time dilation you know not jiving with stack time theory i'm just like it doesn't matter because all time is there <laughs> so basically everything is now that's what you're trying to yeah, say everything is now everything is now. it's all here because you're only experiencing now you can't experience what you just experienced you're still experiencing now basically um and yeah, you can get into it's interesting when you look into some of the Greek philosophers. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Socrates. He was yeah. he was the one that was always stuck on the now. And it's it's interesting reading through some of that Socrates, Aristotle, Plato, because when you're reading their materials, like you can hear the gears grinding in their brains while they're trying to make sense of it. Yeah, yeah, it's true because it's. I mean, it'll mess your it'll mess mm -hmm. your head up if you sit yeah. there and really try to think about it too much. And, uh, and, and again, too, I think it comes down to one of those situations where if, if those guys were alive today, having the language we have today, oh, would gosh. they still be struggling as much? Would the gears still be grinding or would they be a little bit yeah. more lubricated? Obviously, they'd still have some difficulty, <laughs> but I think that they'd move a little smoother now with the terminology and language that we use. And they might have a little more context yeah. um, to be able to describe what it is was going on up there. Yeah. Because a lot of the a lot of their um, pontificating is them going almost around in circles to try to make other people understand the concept that they just explained. And yeah. then the, they, it's like they're looking at somebody and you can read it as if they're looking at somebody and they just told you a concept. And you're like, OK, we're going to try that again and we're going to loop <laughs> back around and then. Yeah. Yeah. It's trying to figure out your audience. Okay. What, right. what can this person relate to as I'm right. describing this? And so that's why 
it can travels through time. I include a lot of pop culture. There are a lot of pop culture references in there so that people can kind of relate. Okay. If, if, if you're not, if you're not understanding what it is I'm describing here, go watch this particular movie because they got an example of what I'm talking about. Baseball. Or baseball, there you go. The baseball analogy was yeah. probably one of the best. I'm just like, well, this makes perfect sense. I yeah. Mean, so yeah, as as far as it goes, you the book is great. I mean, there's Thank just you. hands down, it, it is great. Uh, it explains Tom in multiple ways. I love how you went through the paradoxes. You actually explained the paradoxes mm -hmm. because a lot of people have, you know, they only they're only going to hear like a couple of paradoxes, and you've got them all pretty much listed out there. And, and got a few, they, yeah. Yeah, quite a few. You've did quite a bit of research is what I'm saying. And uh, I, I just appreciate the book in general because Thanks. you don't have too many books. I, have, I don't know of any, to be honest with you, that touch this subject in the way that you touched it. So, yeah, um, it as far as like a modern book, um, maybe not so much. You know, when you go back into maybe the earlier 20th century, um, yeah. like uh, mentioned somewhere in time, Richard Matheson, yeah. and actually... In the book version of that, the which was bid time return, it, bid time return since been renamed to somewhere in time, but um, he has his character Richard go to the library to look up books and research time and time travel, and uh, you know the books that he referenced in there were actual real books. So you know I of course grabbed those uh, for my research as well. You know, what's going on in here? You know, J. B. Priestley's Man in Time and some others, and uh, yeah, it's it's been a while since books like that have been written and I think at, at the heart, you know, travels through time. And this is what I say about it is you know, there's a lot of science without being too sciencey. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of metaphysics without being too metaphysical, yep. but at its heart travels through time is a philosophy book. Yep. It is well balanced. And if anyone really wants to understand the subject, it is the book and we will definitely be recommending it because thank you. I mean, it's the easiest way to understand it, honestly. I mean, you know, you can, you can do the whole, you know, uh, the, the, the YouTube things where you're, you're listening to the philosophers or you can watch the, the same, you know, uh, explanation of dimensions over and over and over again. But the way that you did it is, yeah, that's how you do it, man. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> I appreciate um, that. I really like the fact that you touched on so many of the different phenomena and you pulled them into this and said, could mm -hmm. it be? And that's literally what you did. You didn't say, this is exactly what this is. You said, yeah. this could explain this. And I like that too. Um, time traveling, uh, you know, uh, I guess beings from the future brought up as potential for, you know, some of the non-human intelligence kind of things mm -hmm. that we're hearing today too. So you were right on that as well. So yeah. Yeah. This is yeah, and that's another one I, I, you know, believe is definitely a um, legitimate possibility. Now, I've had some colleagues that have really jumped on the bandwagon of um, non-human intelligences or UFOs and UAPs that oh, they're they're all they're all time travelers. They're all us from the future. And again, <laughs> love the idea. Let's rein it in a little bit because um, I don't believe they all are. Are some of them? Sure. Sure. Why not? Um, but, you know, I do believe that we have, uh, you know, UFOs from somewhere else in the cosmos, some craft that has crashed here with extraterrestrial life form. I do believe that. Um, I do believe some of these are interdimensional beings, uh, you know, maybe ultra terrestrials, you know, uh, 
beings from another dimension that are here with us that are around us right now as we're speaking. Um, So there are a lot of different possibilities for, for all of this, one of them being time travelers. But even then, if we're talking, you know, time travelers from Earth, doesn't necessarily mean that they're human, right? Right. I mean, we, right. <laughs> the Earth is, you know, four and a half billion years old right now. We've got another five billion years to go approximately until, you know, the sun becomes a red giant and destroys the planet, which it's going to happen, unfortunately. But uh, so we're at a unique position in the history of the Earth where we're kind of like right in the middle of it, uh, which is pretty fascinating. But, you know, think about this. The dinosaurs went extinct 64 million years ago. That's just over 1% of the entire lifetime of the Earth ago. So it's, you think 64 million, that's a long time. It's like, yeah, and it pales in comparison to the rest of the history of the Earth. Yeah, so in the grand scheme, it's a blip. It's a blip. And humanity, you know, the oldest uh, Homo sapiens sapien remains that they have found, you know, to date, maybe ones that are older, but to date, uh, 315,000 years, which is even a quicker blip. Yeah. So yeah. how much longer are humans going to be around on this planet? You know, are we, are we going to last another 6,400, maybe a hundred million years? You know, maybe not. Are we going to, I mean, there's all kinds of different things that can happen. We can annihilate ourselves. There could be a cataclysm. We may have to get off the planet for a variety of reasons and finally go colonize somewhere else. So a hundred million years from now, 200 million years from now, we may not even be here on this planet but during that time another intelligent life form could could have evolved on this planet developed civilization developed time travel and could be coming back in time so it could be something yeah indigenous to earth but not us or could still be an extraterrestrial from another planet you know a billion years from now that needs to colonize they do so on this planet humanity is long since gone but you know, they build their civilization, develop time travel technology, go back in time, and that could be us. So it still could be extraterrestrials, but living here on Earth in the future. So <laughs> you've got so there's a lot of different possibilities that we could play around with here. Yeah, yeah. that's that's pretty. You know, that's one that'll make you think, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, because there's so many variables. It could be some of these extra, some of these non-human biologics we're calling them non-human biologics they could be some kind of biological synthetic entities that beings in another galaxy or remote or out of bodying their consciousness into those things and piloting those around and it's like a, a not a flesh suit but some kind of you know to that nature and yeah. could be a mobile suit that they use for their consciousness. And then when they're done, they sit down in a chair, boot back to where they're at. Yeah. You have to think about, okay, you know, let's think about us, right. And how we are going to go and explore the cosmos, right? Right now, you know, we're struggling just to get back to the moon, let alone go outside, you know, the galaxy or what have you. Now the Voyager satellites, you know, just a you know handful of years back, finally got outside the solar system. Okay, great. That was a lifetime ago, right? It was yeah. like back in the 1970s That was when they were launched. So that was a long time ago. Um, so, you know, for, you know, for us to be able to do that and explore outside of our solar system, you know, human life is not going to last long enough to do that with our current technology. Um, and so as we start to expand out, we're going to have to do different things. Like you said, you know, 
we would have to develop a similar sort of thing where um, we could, maybe it's going to be, you know, drones or robots. Maybe it's going to be some sort of, uh, you know, form that we can, uh, that we can actually log into an experience. Uh, maybe this is where we, maybe we come up with some breakthroughs in quantum entanglement. And we're able to entangle ourselves across the cosmos with something like this. So you know, we would have to look at something like that ourselves. So why wouldn't other life forms within the universe be doing the same sort of thing as they're expanding and exploring? Makes perfect sense to me. I mean, you know, because I think there's multiple uh, explanations for just about all this stuff, mm -hmm. same way that you do. Um, I just don't think there's a holy grail. I, I think that there's just so many things there's, and I think that's why the, the quest goes on because yeah. it's, you know, it's just a never ending thing. It's like, we're, we're digging for the gold at, you know, Oak Island at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like we're not going to get it, but boy, we're making a good show trying, you know, they are, Yeah, you know, a lot of, but you know, and it's the journey. I don't think they're ever going to yeah. find it. I think it's long since gone, but it's still really fascinating. All the other, you know, artifacts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Archaeological artifacts that they've come across in really kind of rewriting history. It's that has been fascinating. Huh. Yep, I agree, and it's kind of an analogy for exactly what's happening here. Look at all the mm -hmm. progress that's been made. We've discovered, you know, uh, certain uh, frequencies at this point. We know that there's, you know, the brainwave interaction. Uh, we're talking about things that once were considered a cult that are now being seriously taken a little bit more seriously by science especially with dream research and, yeah. you know, uh, the, the brain research. Uh, so yeah, I mean, who, who's to say, I mean, we're, we're just finding these great little tidbits along the way. And maybe one day those little pieces will go together and make a puzzle. But yeah. <laughs> at, at this point, man, it's just scattered. It is, but you know, we're, we're at an interesting point in time right now where hit yeah, apropos time. Um, we're at an interesting point in our history right now. See what you did there. It, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> in which, um, you know, we're able to kind of freely talk about these things, you know, back, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, a lot of it was kind of taboo or you're a whack job or a nut job or, or, or that sort of thing. Or even, but, even, even earlier than that, you yeah. know, like the late, late nineties, early two thousands, that was yeah. still very taboo. I mean, still I talk about my stuff for yeah. like 25 years. Yeah. You know, it's the same way with Joe. He didn't say anything for a while. Yeah. So, so same. Exactly. It, it's really been like the advent of the internet, people being able to connect, talk about these sorts of things. And then some of the, you know, television shows as, you know, they've come out, um, you know, some of them may have seemed, you know, very, you know, fantastical or whatever. Uh, but, you know, they got people talking about a lot of this uh, different activity, got them talking about their own experiences and looking, hey, these people are over here talking about things that they've experienced. I've had that experience too. Yeah. And they've you know felt more comfortable now that, okay, yeah. you're not alone. And so I think that's been really, really big is, you know, in this field as it has continued to expand for people to realize that, okay, they're not alone. You're, you're experiencing these things too. A lot of this strange phenomena is real. There's other things going on in the cosmos. Okay, great. We may not see where that eventually ends in our lifetime, but if we can keep pushing that forward and take that knowledge that we've gained in our lifetimes here and that openness to be able to talk about and pass that on to the next generation, as long as they pick up the mantle, they can keep that going to keep this expansion happening. Couldn't agree more.
Absolutely. And that's what it's all about. Just trying yeah. to normalize a little bit of the paranormal and mm-hmm. you're not alone. I mean, that's right. the whole point. I mean, that's, yeah. and that's great. And I that's one that. of the reasons why we do what we do. Yeah. I love it. Man. Exactly. You know, it's, yep. it's, we're, we're way more than just um, the radio show here. You know, we're out on the road, we're doing investigations and we're talking to Good. people. We're bringing them into the fold with, with other experiencers and letting them know they're not alone. Yeah. That's great. That's great. I'm happy to hear you guys are doing that. That's that's what it's about. Yeah, that is what it's about. I think Mike, I really thank you so much for, for coming to the show. I don't even know. How did you hear about us? Because I I got a mail and I'm like, um, I I have to thank my, uh, my PR team, uh, Katie and Rachel for that. Yeah. Yes. Thank them. Because, uh, that, that was just absolutely, I'm like, wait a minute. I know this name and I couldn't yeah. place it at all. <laughs> and I had to go look it up. I was like, oh, okay, okay. Shadow yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> and what's really funny is we just did a shadow people episode not too long ago. Yeah. Oh, we yeah. A, yeah. We did a revisit of it too. Nice. Yeah. 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 It's a fascinating subject. It really is. And I think that you've, you've pretty much hit it as far as uh, all the possibilities of what mm. it could be. Um, but man, your description that's the i've seen a shadow being on a paranormal mm-hmm. investigation but never never like what you described yeah. that that just blank nothing that's yeah that's something man that's something that was it was pretty harrowing when that happened and you know what's interesting uh, again it's you know however long it takes you know, to dive into and figure out okay what exactly did i see and experience what really happened to me you know it took me until a few years ago going through a hypnotic regression to really discover what that was. Now I had become over time as an adult, more open to it being something more than, you know, a a thing attacking me because ultimately it it didn't actually hurt me. Yeah. I was scared. I was a little kid, but you know, through that hypnotic, through that hypnotic regression, I actually got to see, and she was able to channel the being in the entity itself, something from outside of our, dimension that you know it was basically on a, a research mission here to study humanity it was assigned to a, uh, a a room of a human child that night didn't realize at first that i could see it until i reacted and then what it was trying to do was put me into a self-hug and get out of there so it would stop scaring me so i was really really fascinated a totally different take on it and the fact that i was able to um, you know, through that, actually be able to see through the eyes of that entity. So I'm looking down at myself, which was wild, um, and be able to kind of feel what it was feeling, that it felt terrible, that it was actually scaring me uh, in that moment. And to discover, okay, this is a being from, and what it, what it said, it didn't even call it a dimension, it said it was from another space. And the hypnotherapist, Ariana, was like, well, do you, do you mean another dimension? And their response was, well, you might call it another dimension, but really it's another space, which t- tells me that even, even, even as I'm going on of all this stuff about, oh yeah, you know, there's all these different dimensions and et cetera. It's like, you know, we don't really quite grasp exactly what that is. Like our, our science has, you know, come to some idea and figured out, okay, there's, you know, at least 11 of these that we've figured out, but I don't think we really truly understand exactly what it is yet. Man, just, absolutely fantastic so mike where can the people who are listening Mm -hmm. to wild weird radio find you 
on, I know you have the YouTube channel yeah. and you've got your books. Where, where can they find the books and where can they find you? Yeah. Best place would be Mike You can find all my books. There are links to the podcast. You can find the links there to uh, the events that uh, I have going on. We have the, the big Egypt tour coming up here in April, the 16th to the 28th stargates of ancient Egypt, uh, second annual one for that. And then uh, there's also links there to the Connected Universe portal, which again is my uh, online community where you know, like minds come together, discuss these topics. And um, yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful site. Go subscribe now. I'm telling you, the amount of content that you've provided over there. I was over there today. I was just like, this is. Oh, we're in. Okay. This is amazing. Oh, yeah. Thank I, you. I subbed immediately. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate this that. Is, it's amazing. It's just the amount of work. And I appreciate the work mm -hmm. because, hey, you know, we know how that goes. So yeah. congratulations, yeah. by the way. Thank you. And uh, we definitely, definitely look forward to hearing some more work from you in the future. Um, I, Absolutely. I, I mean, it's, it's hard to say what you're going to do, but, you know, I'm, or you've already done it. It's possible. Well, you've, you've already did it, you know. It's in, it's in the works. Uh, Travels Through Time is the first book of the Connecting the Universe series. Oh, and so, uh, yeah, there's going to be uh, follow ups to all that. Yeah, I, I started with time because all right, if we're going to Connecting the Universe was originally going to be its own single book, big book. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, it just hit me last year when, when I was in Egypt. I'd just given a presentation on, uh, it was on the Stargates. It was on, uh, we had Atlantis in there, uh, Earth energy, all of that. And as we're driving off to one of the temples after the presentation, it just kind of hit me like, nah, connecting the universe isn't one book. It's an entire series. series. And so, um, so yeah, I'm going to be talking about all those different topics throughout the series. But the question became, okay, what do I start with here? It's like, well, let's talk about time, the way the universe works, dimensions. Let's do that first. And then we'll get into the other topics after that. Wow. Well, I think that's a good way to do it because it's a primer. Exactly. You, you, you yeah. kind of have to understand the, the base code first, mm -hmm. and then yep. you can build on that with the other books. Uh, exactly. So we're, Looking forward to getting our hands on the rest of those books. I need to go ahead and order the first book. I have watched some of your <laughs> content on YouTube and yes. obviously the ancient alien stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but, but yeah, thank you for joining us. This has been an absolute ball. Um, now, Ron, do you want to go ahead and do you want me to wrap us up or we want to keep going a little bit? We'll go. We'll let Mike uh, head <laughs> off, right. but we will keep going a little bit because I want to discuss some stuff and I, it, it's all good, Mike. Don't worry. It's amazing stuff. I love it. And Thank we you. definitely want to get you back someday in the future. See what they did yeah. there. I got well, I, I was going to yeah. ask actually before we got off here. But we've already ask, done it apparently, right? <laughs> we Right. You know, we're, we're planning a, um, an Atlantis Lumeria episode. Oh in the future, okay. if that might be something that you would be yeah. interested in coming Maybe. on and being a content expert on for us. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> about that. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Just, uh, just email me and we'll set it up. Absolutely, awesome. My friend. Thank Sounds so good. Much. Well, Mike, thank you so much. We really appreciate everything. Thank you for your work. Uh, appreciate your time tonight and guys go check it out. Mike Ricksecker.com. It's got links to everything where you can find him. You can find his books. You can find links to his portal where everybody comes together and talks, go do the thing. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate you. Thank you. You guys have a wonderful evening. Take care. Thank you. All right. Wow. That was wow. fun. That was a good one. Wow. What do you think, man? 
it was a really, really interesting talk. You know, I, I watched some of his content on YouTube, just getting caught up with more of his work beyond the ancient alien stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, really he actually one... came up in yeah. the, when I, the reason I wanted to ask him specifically about the Tesla thing, I knew he was interested in Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to get that little bit in there. It was in a, you know, the uh, it's cool to see, somebody else who kind of is thinking along the same lines as we are. Love it. And, and it's, uh, it's really cool. It's really, really cool. It's really awesome. I love his take on, on time in general. It blew my mind when I was reading this thing because it was just like, Oh, he's getting ready. And that's what we were talking about before the show. I was like, Oh, in the beginning he starts, he starts telling you about, you know, basically he's describing out of body experience and, and aborted yeah. out of body experience. He just didn't understand. That's what it was. And I'm like, he almost had an out of body experience. You know, I even told you that I was like, dude, had an out of body experience almost by the end of the book, he does figure it out. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's what it was. And, uh, it's just amazing to hear the similarities in a lot of that stuff. So uh, absolutely awesome. Um, touched on a lot of things, gave new light, I think to, uh, yeah. some of the current stuff that uh, is going on out there it's and uh there's a lot of weird stuff that is going on out there right now there really uh, is a whole lot of weird stuff going on man and the they're starting to the tensions are only escalating which yeah, which you, we've seen today we'll yeah. talk about that on the live with you guys um you'll have you heard we that did. you mean we back did in talk time. about that see tom tom <laughs> go back to the go back to the go back to the now then the yes. Then, the then now, I don't know how this works, man. It's time. But the tensions are getting thick and, and yeah. seeing it bubble off right now between professionals it's in concerning. the field That's publicly concerning. is interesting. It's concerning to me. Um, like I can see where I can see where you're saying is concerning, but to a degree, I think we need it at this point. I think we need it that a lot of this is set stagnant for so long. That there needs to somebody's got to put on the boxing gloves and start swinging to get some answers. I agree with you on this. However, what I'm saying concerning is I'm concerned that we're going to see the sides start to be gone, the sides yeah. start to be formed, and that, I can see that. You know, we've always said the best way to stop something is to start a division. Yeah, divide it. Once you divide it, you've conquered it. So who's to say that this isn't some kind of a I don't know, some kind of play. Who knows? I don't know. I don't I don't trust any of this anymore. I'll be 100% honest with you. I thought I used to know what everything, I thought I knew what was going on, how it was going down, and now it's just like there's curveballs everywhere. But yeah, the tension is Yeah, it's, it's uh the way the way things are shaking out, it's, it's getting getting squirrely, man. It's getting dodgy. It's getting really dodgy. So, it's hard to say what's going to happen by the next, you know, next week, but um we will definitely be talking about this episode, however, on the coming up the yes. next Thursdays live at 8 p.m. on Wild and Weird Radio Live. Be here. And uh, we're going to be talking about what you just heard tonight. Because uh, this the, and this is going to be a developing ask. trend. You're going to you're going to have this throughout where we will start off the show or at some point during the live show. We will go back to the previous week's episode. That way we've got a primer to get things kicked off, especially when it's a topic like what we had tonight. Yeah, we were kind of over the place, but there was a glue that held it all together. Yeah. And I've just wanted, I wanted to touch on that shadow being stuff because he had such a great, um, he had a, a, a really good, a positive shadow person story. You don't hear those. Right. And he demonstrated that 
what we've always said, just because it's dark doesn't mean it's 100% dark, right? Yeah. That was the first time we actually had that actually confirmed by a witness. And uh, that was pretty, that's pretty awesome in my book. I mean, so. Well, it just goes to show that like, no matter where you're sitting at on, on these topics, no matter where your, your uh, experiences lie, there's always a variety. There's, there's always interpretations. There's always something going on. You know, there's, there's something else beyond what is interpreted. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, fantastic subject though. And I'm glad we had somebody on who could really cover that. I've always wanted to do a time travel type episode and boy, we, uh, we pulled that one off. I think, I think we pulled it off really well. So I think, I think it did great. So what do you guys think? Uh, did you, did you enjoy that? Uh, please do comments, comments below. Sound off and remember to like and subscribe this yeah. video. If you liked the content that you just watched or that you just listened to, make sure you go like it. And guys, if you're listening to us, we we greatly appreciate all of our listeners. We have a huge audio only base and you guys are all fantastic. But if like a third of you guys could jump over to the YouTube and just like some of the videos or even subscribe, we understand you listen to us in audio, but go over and subscribe to our YouTube because there's other stuff that we do that doesn't translate into the audio format. There's certain videos and presentations that will get shown and uh, those are really important. And I know a lot of you actually do listen and then you'll go back and you'll scrub through to those points where we tell you to, we can see that. So we know it happens, but uh, if you guys could just go sub, uh, subscribe over there to the YouTube channel, that'd be fantastic. And then, you know, you can keep listening. You can keep listening over on your desktop. You can keep listening and you're off of your phone while you're working in the aisles. But uh, it, real quick, it really helps us out, especially nowadays because the, the way the podcast world has changed have you seen that google podcasts is going away no it's moving to youtube now is it really google podcast is going to effective in march so you guys who are listening to us me included on google podcast your google podcast is going to be transferring to youtube music so if you want to go ahead and get ahead of the curve on that you can go over to youtube and you can subscribe See, there was a point yeah. to that message there. <laughs> yeah, you probably should. And yeah. what that also does, Joe, is it opens them up to some really cool content, original content that we put up on there from time to time. Right now, not so much is going up because we have computer issues, but that will be rectified shortly. And uh, when that happens, you will get to see some really cool original stuff that goes up, like some of our uh, past investigations and whatnot are up there right now. So you can go watch that. You can go see the Wineberry stuff. You can go see the Library stuff. You can go see a lot of that stuff. And, and Go watch uh, the lives. Yeah, and go watch those lives because, man... Some of those lives are fantastic. I mean, there's they some are. really cool stuff that happens. There's good interaction that happens on there. If you want to be part of that, just come on over and do it. It's not your typical live. That's all I can say about that. It's a lot of fun, but you also learn a lot of stuff on those lives. You really can. Um, and, and one of the things that you'll learn off of the lives is where to find us next. Because <laughs> we always tell people where to find us yeah. next. That's You'll get the early access to workshops through the lives you'll also find out what shows and where we're going to be and this year we're not doing as many shows as we have in the past we can't and that's all we, we can say about that we, we can't talk all, about why we can't do it yet next yeah. year yes you will see we're just busy many shows, we're going to be busy just know that much yeah very busy extremely busy so it's going to be a lot of fun for us this year yeah and uh it's gonna be a whole lot of fun for you guys this year and next year 
Um, so yeah, be looking forward to that. It's going to be a lot of, a lot of good stuff. Um, I can say this. We've got uh, some new products that'll be coming out. You're gonna be able to finally get your hands on one of the, the big elongated skull models. Those will be back on the table at the next show, finally. We got finally. us a new printer, boys. Finally. So we're, we'll be, we're, we're gonna be cranking those things out for you guys. And um, Ron's yeah. gonna be knocking some out. I'm gonna have Ron get me a few of them and I'm gonna put my own spin with the paint and sculpt on some additional fun for those things. And uh, the, the, you guys are really, really gonna like it. Yeah, it's going to be good. Because so, those have always been a hit. Yeah, they have been. It, it, they always just take so much time to do. And, uh, you know, but we have time. Hey, it's yeah. the theme. Tom. It's it the is. Theme. It's the theme tonight, man. Tom. But anyway, um, I digress. You guys, absolutely wonderful. Please do, like Joe said, like, share, subscribe. All that fun stuff. Be here Thursday for the lives. Because why not? What else you got to do? There's, there's really nothing else to do. It's Thursday, right? I mean, Thursday. There's no like, there's no hot TV on Thursday. Come hang out with us, prom time, eight PM Eastern every Thursday. Come hang out with like-minded people, joining the conversation because that show is listener-driven. It's not like our scripted show tonight. It is a hundred percent listener-driven. Yep, yep. And go check out Mike's stuff. Uh, really fantastic stuff he's got yep. there. Lots and lots and lots of content. Where we'll be throwing the link down below, guys. Yep. You'll be able to find it in the show notes. So uh, y'all know where to find us. It's wildandweirdwv.com. You know how to get a hold of us. It's wildandweirdwv at gmail.com. If you've had a sighting, go to wildandweirdwv.com, click on the sightings link, and you'll be able to jump over there and report your sighting. If you want to find us on YouTube, guess what it is? It's Wild and Weird WV. Oh my gosh, you'd it's think amazing. that we did that on purpose. It's amazing. <laughs> Actually, we managed to get all of them, I think. Uh, I think I went through and managed to change all of them to wild and weird WV dot whatever now. So you should be able to just do a Google search for wild and weird WV. It can't be any simpler. It'll bring us all. You'll get all the wild and weird content your heart's desire at that point. Um, The the next thing that we're going to be mentioning and bringing up will be on the live and you don't want to miss it because we're going to be announcing the uh, dates for the high strangers workshop. Yep. It's going to be a lot of fun. going to be at point pleasant and you guys are going to have a blast. It will sell out fast. It is not, I repeat, not ridiculously priced. It is priced where you can actually uh, come have fun. Yeah. You guys, uh, y'all have been to our workshops before. You already know. You already know. (laughs) You know how this works. Cause this, this ain't our first rodeo and uh, you guys can, it's, it's affordable. It's family friendly and uh, it's good times. And there's a lot of surprises that we can't talk about. That's right. A lot of surprises we can't talk about. Some really cool stuff. <laughs> you guys will have fun. Yeah, yeah. Until you're there. Because we're going to have people who are there and they're going to be like, what? Yeah. What? What? Yeah. That's what's going to happen. Going to be so, great, guys. going to be great. Love it. So till next time, remember, if you see a shadow being when you're getting out of the shower, you've already seen yourself naked in the mirror. That's probably uh, what it is. So don't freak out. Don't worry. Stay wild and weird, everybody. Oh, that's terrifying.